Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Welcome, everybody, to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. I appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy week to be involved in this program. And uh, it's just an honor to be able to speak into your life on a weekly basis. If you're brand new to the podcast, we want to welcome you and let you know that we've got a way for you to get caught up on all the past episodes. Just go to scottrossonline.com, scottrossonline.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast there to get instantly updated whenever we post the new episodes. We have uh, over 85 episodes. I forget what the number is that we're on right now. I think it's 87 or 88 uh, episodes of the Leadership Podcast. And so there's a goldmine of, of information out there for you. So just encourage you to do that. You can also subscribe to get email updates for anything that we're doing related to this leadership development program and other types of development programs that we offer. Uh, we are starting a brand new series today. If you got a paper and pen handy, you might want to take some notes on this. I'm very excited to be going through this information because I think this is going to make a big impact in a lot of people. And so with that said, I just want to dive right in. The series that we're starting today, I'm calling Lies That Leaders Tell Themselves. Lies That Leaders Tell Themselves. And so every week we're going to go through a couple of these lies. They're in no particular order. I started thinking about this several months ago and just started taking notes to myself. And we're just going to kind of go through it as stuff came to me. So with that said, let's dive in to the first couple lies that I want to refer to. The first lie that I want to talk about that leaders tell themselves is the lie that says it'll get better. It'll get better. Things are going to turn around. This one has a cousin. Well, if I ignore it, it'll go away. The thing that makes this insidious is that it puts you into victim mode and it robs you of all your power. And it also ignores one of the most essential universal truths for you to embrace if you're ever going to succeed at anything in your life. And that truth is the law of reciprocity that says we reap what we sow. Now, we use that a lot of times when people say, oh, that girl, she, you know, she lied to me or that guy, he stole from me. And people go, well, you're going to re- he's going to reap what he sows. But we we miss the bigger picture of that truth. The only way to reap anything is to sow something first. You see, this lie of it'll get better, things will turn around, ignores the fact that nothing is going to change on its own. If we don't do something different, we will never get something different. If you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. We must sow the change that we want to see. And the second issue here, beyond the simple sowing, is another truth, which is an object in motion tends to stay in motion, and an object at rest tends to stay at rest. This is one of the great laws of physics. 
And we've heard it said many times, an object in motion tends to stay in motion, an object at rest tends to stay at rest. This is one of Newton's laws. But what we have not heard is the phrase that comes at the end of that statement. We cut it off. It says, an object in motion tends to stay in motion unless acted upon by an outside force. An object at rest tends to stay at rest unless acted upon by an outside force, or another way to say it, unless acted upon by outside energy. Something you should write down as a leader is this. All positive change requires energy from the leader. One of the things that makes a leader a leader is that they bring the energy to change things. And deep down, intuitively, we know this. This is why we tell ourselves the lie. Well, it's going to get better. Because deep down, we know, man, it's going to take energy. It's going to take effort. I'm going to have to really lean my shoulder into this situation and push hard if I want to get the ball moving in a different direction. And we are just flat out lazy. We don't want to bring that level of energy. It just se- we, We're already thinking, man, it's just going to take way too much out of us. And so we tell ourselves the lie. Of course, if you keep telling this lie to yourself, what's going to end up happening is that it won't stay the same. It won't just stay as bad as it is. It'll actually get worse because of another law of the universe, the second law of thermodynamics, which says that all things are moving from a state of order to a state of chaos. Meaning if we don't apply external energy, things will spiral downward, not upward. Nothing is ever going to go up on its own volition. It's never just going to get better on its own, but it will get worse on its own. Think about, you know, your home or any home on your street. If I have a brand new house in a brand new neighborhood on a brand new street and I put it on the ground and then I don't touch it, I don't do anything to it at all. I don't do anything bad to it. Like I don't paint graffiti on it. I don't break the windows. I don't bring in a tornado. But I also don't do anything good to it. I just let the house sit there. If I come back several years from now, is that house going to look better or worse? Or will it look the same? We all know the answer. It's going to look worse because things are naturally eroding. They are naturally going downhill. It takes energy and effort just to stay status quo. It takes a special level of energy to elevate the situation, to put it in the right direction. So let's not tell ourselves this lie. Let's not say it's just going to get better. Let's not convince ourselves of that nonsense. No, let's be in the driver's seat of our organization and of our destiny. And let's say, listen, I know this is going to take energy and maybe that sucks. Maybe I didn't plan on that. Maybe I didn't really want to bring the energy to this situation, but because I'm the leader, I'm going to bring positive change. I am going to bring energy to this situation and I'm going to begin to sow the change that I want to reap. I'm going to begin to bring energy to the situation that's not in motion Or bring energy to a situation that's in motion but going the wrong direction. And I'm going to turn it into the right direction. Anytime there's anything we don't like, it's time to put our big boy and big girl pants on and make it different. Change it. Bring energy to that situation. Don't ever let yourself tell tell the lie to yourself. Things are just going to get better. And by the way, as a leader, 
Have your ears open for when your leaders, your young emerging leaders, tell themselves this lie. Don't let them live in fantasy land with love and with grace. Just break it down for them that that's a lie that's going to sabotage them and help them bring energy to their own situations. The second lie I want to talk about is the lie that says, we would be winning, but I just have the wrong people. I've just got the wrong people. If I had different people, it would be different. Now listen, there's a little bit of a truth hidden in this lie, because like all great lies, there is always a seed of truth in there that is why the lie seems somewhat believable. We know, whether we've ever been trained or not, intuitively, there is truth in the fact that if an organization is made up of high performers, that organization will tend to perform at a higher level. It's true that as leaders, we want to bring great people into our team. We want winners on the team. We want high performers on the team. But the lie comes from believing that that is random that it's just the luck of the draw, and that if you look out across your whole team and you see in your own mind's eye losers, low performers, suboptimal people, that really has way less to do with those people and way more to do with you as the leader. You see, think about this question. Ask yourself this question. What kind of people do I consistently attract into my organization? Because remember, there's a leadership law called the law of the mirror. You can go look this up in the previous podcast episodes. We covered it. We did a whole episode on the law of the mirror. And the law of the mirror says that we naturally attract who and what we are. We naturally attract what we are. Like, if you write out a list of all the things you're looking for, diligence, integrity, sacrifice, purpose, anything like that, charisma, uh, charisma or charismatic, positive, optimism, if you make a list of all the things you're looking for in a, quote, follower or somebody on your team, the first question is, am I every one of these things? Because if you're not those things, I promise you, you will rarely attract those things in the people that join your organization. We have to model what it is we want to see in our organization. And so I tell leaders this all the time. You have to be on purpose with what you're modeling so that you're attracting that ingredient into your team. Model what you, see, what you want to see. But here's the other part about the law of the mirror, and that is you have to be on purpose to get people who aren't like you. So, for instance, you don't want everyone to look just like you. That's a lie we're going to talk about later. 
You don't want people who are only your personality type or who only think about things the way you think about them or only see the world the way you see them or only have your background. That will be a way to stagnate in a huge way. God has given us this blessing of this, you know, this melting pot of all kinds of cultures and backgrounds and wisdom and insight and perspective and a way to look at a problem from an angle you would never consider seeing that problem from. And if you don't get on purpose to bring that blessing into your environment, it will not happen. If you, for instance, are naturally extroverted, you need to get on purpose to get some introverted people in your organization. If you're naturally analytical, you need to be on purpose to bring people who are more fun and spontaneous into your organization. If you're naturally fun and spontaneous, you probably need some analytical thinkers in your organization who get the I's dotted and the T's crossed. Whatever it is that we are, we have to be on purpose to bring in people who are not us. If you're a man, you're going to naturally attract men. Go do some things on purpose to bring women into your team. If you're older, you need to be on purpose to bring in younger people to your team. If you're younger, you need to be on purpose to bring in more you know, wise and older people on your team. If you're a Texan, you need non-Texans. I mean, I can go on and on. Whatever it is that you are, you are naturally going to attract that. So there's two sides to that coin, and I'm just reviewing what we just said. First, make sure you model what you want to see in terms of the, the ingredients, the attitude, the persona that you want represented on your team, but also get on purpose to bring people who aren't like you into the team. But let's go back to this lie that you have the wrong kind of people. You just are, you know, you got all these low-performing losers. If you just could get the right ones, then you'd win. We know that there are people who can consistently get high performance out of their people. And if you're consistently getting low performance from your people, I again say, look in the mirror. You know, one of the... I'm a big sports fan, and one of the professional sports teams that I love to hate is the San Antonio Spurs. Now, if you're a Spurs fan, I'm giving you a big, big ups right here because the reason I love to hate them is I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan, and the Spurs beat us all the time. And the Spurs have won all these championships, and we've had to sit there and watch that happen. And their coach is a coach named Greg Popovich. Now, I have absolutely immense respect for the Spurs organization. As much as I love to hate them, as much as they're my rival, you cannot help but respect them. And especially, I have mad respect for their coach, Greg Popovich. He's won five championships so far. And almost all of his championships, he's won without having the most talented roster. I mean, one of the examples that comes to mind is his 2013-2014 team that won the 2014 NBA championship. He won the NBA championship, and this was his starting five. Tony Parker, Danny Green, Marco Bellinelli, Boris Diaw, and Tim Duncan. Now, a lot of people may have heard of Tim Duncan, but my guess is you'd have to be a pretty intense NBA fan to know who at least three of, or to know any more than two of those names. Who is Marco Bellinelli? Yeah, exactly. Who is that guy? And he was on the starting five of an NBA champion. Guess who they beat that year? They beat the, they beat the Miami Heat with a starting five of Mario Chalmers, Dwayne Wade, Shane Battier, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. At least three of those people are going into the Hall of Fame. 
The Heat overwhelmingly had the better roster. Here's what's crazy. The Spurs didn't just win in some sort of, you know, David and Goliath, you know, oh my gosh, buzzer beater in game seven, super dramatic fashion. No, they beat the Heat like a drum, like a redheaded stepchild. They thumped them. They destroyed them. They beat them in five games and they made the Heat look silly. You have never seen a more dominating uh, performance in the history of sports than the Spurs beating the Heat in the 2014 NBA Championship. Now, why do I say this? Not to bore you if you're not a sports fan, but to say, Popovich is not saying, I got the wrong people. If I only had better players, go out and sign better players, then I can coach them. Wrong. Popovich is taking the players he's given and he is making them great. So I'll ask you, as a leader, as a great coach who wants to raise up a championship organization, what is your system for growth within your team? How do you take an average player and make them great? How do you take an average person and turn them into a leader? What is your process for doing that? What is your system for doing that? Part of that is, how do you get people even started in your organization? Do you start them in a great way so that they're set up for success rather than set up for failure? How do you move people up the leadership ladder? How do you continue to give them opportunities for growth and for stretching and for creating new skill sets and developing new talents? If you don't know the answers to those questions, when you're looking at your people and you're saying, I just have the wrong people, again, as hard as this is to swallow, maybe it's time to look in the mirror and say, I don't have a system to grow my people. I don't have a system for starting people off and setting them up for success. I don't have a system for making the most out of what God's given me. And let's go get that right. Then we can worry about whether or not the people are right. Because here's what I know. Nine times out of ten, you get those things in place, all of a sudden it's going to look like you got a bunch of world beaters on your hand. So those are the first two lies. It's just going to get better. It'll get better on its own. And man, I got the wrong people. Last one we want to cover today. Even though that person is really disruptive in my culture, their talent makes them untouchable. Even though that person's really disruptive to our culture, their talent makes them untouchable. Man, is this an insidious destroyer of team performance and team growth. In a way, it's a little bit related to the, first, the second lie, the one we just covered, because it basically says, I am a victim of chance and circumstance. And if someone shows up on my team that seems like they have some talent and has some game, Man, I should just bow down and worship that person because I could, you know, I'm so lucky I could never get another one. I could never produce another one. I, you know, I've got to just take what's been given to me. It says I'm desperate. It says the performer is more important than the team, and the performer is more responsible for them being a performer than I, as the leader, am responsible for being the performer. Well, what we just said is that's totally not true. We can go create performers from scratch. We can create leaders from scratch. We can create world-class team members through our development and our coaching and our mentorship. But here's the problem with this lie. 
is it sends a message to the entire team that you're really not the leader that they can follow. It says that ultimately you are a victim, you are desperate, and you need that person that everybody knows has taken the organization sideways. And so you're the, the level of respect that people are going to have for you as a leader is going to begin to drop. Here's where we go back to lie number one. You will see that happening. You will know deep down that it's this person who's just absolutely running roughshod over your culture and destroying the team camaraderie and doing all these things that jack up team performance. But you're going to just try to ignore it. You're going to bury your head in the sand. You're going to be like, if I don't, if I, if I just ignore it, it'll go away. You know, it'll, it'll change. It'll get better on its own. No, it won't. You've got to bring energy to that situation. The second thing it does beyond sending a t this message to your team is that it creates confusion in the minds of your people. And the confused mind does nothing. I wonder if you've ever heard me say that before. The confused mind does nothing. Let's just think about this, again, using a sports analogy. Let's just say that you have a quarterback. And your quarterback of your football team is really, really talented. But they get in the huddle and they say things like this. Man, the coach doesn't really know what he's doing. We need to run some of these other plays instead. That's the only way we're really going to win. What do you think would happen in that organization? Well, at a minimum, you're going to have drama. You're going to have some people who start to, because they like the quarterback and because they know how talented the quarterback is, they're going to start going, well, maybe he's right. Maybe, maybe coach really doesn't know what he's talking about. And so now you got factions. You got the... I'm on the quarterback side, and then you got the other people that really like the coach, and they're like, man, screw this guy, screw these people, we got to have coaches back. At a minimum, you've got two factions there, and I don't care how high-performing your organization is, that is never going to work. It will absolutely start to spiral out of control. A team in that situation is going to implode. But the second thing is going to happen is this. You're going to have a big group of people that don't want to make either one of them mad or upset. They want to please both the quarterback and the coach. So around the coach, they'll say things that make the coach happy. Around the quarterback, they'll say things that make the quarterback happy. But here's what's going to happen. At some point, you got to actually run the play. Well, now what? The play starts hike the ball is snapped and now the person has to make a decision do i run the route that my coach designed or do i run the route that the quarterback designed i don't know what to do i don't want to upset either of them mm, brake lights confusion zero performance and that's what ends up happening in those organizations you get zero performance because people aren't sure what it is they should do in any given moment to try to please everybody, which leads to the last part, which is people will flat out check out. They will go bye-bye because 
People do not want the drama. They don't have the energy for it. They don't have the maturity most of the time to handle it. They they don't know what to do. And instead of having to fight through that situation and figure it out, they will just check out. That's the path of least resistance. I'm going to go to another team, another organization, another career, whatever. I'm out. And so you lose a bunch of good players all over that one person. You got to just know if there's cancer in your organization, if there's something that is disrupting the culture of the organization, I don't care how talented that quarterback may seem. It's not worth it. You've got to move on as the leader. You've got to make the hard call and separate that thing, that person from your organization so that you can bring everybody back on the same page and performance can happen again. You will send the right message to your team. You will give opportunities to someone else to step up. It'll help you work on this system of developing future leaders. It'll eliminate all the confusion. There won't be any factions and there won't be any drama and people will be able to run and be the athletes that they were intended to be. So three lies. It's, it'll get better. Man, I got the wrong people. Even though that person's really disruptive, they're too talented. I just need to suck it up and deal with it. Don't let yourself buy in to any one of these untruths. These are lies that will sabotage you, they'll sabotage your leadership legacy, and they'll sabotage your organization. I hope this has been valuable, guys. Next week, we're going to dive into some more lies that leaders tell themselves. Don't miss it. Until then, keep raising your leadership lid. God bless you. Bye-bye. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline. 